Fight listeners, welcome back. We're glad to have you here again. Down in the basement where it's dank and rank and filled with smoke. We tell jokes every single week. And then we also take your calls on Sunday night. The show we just put put up, the call-in show, was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to Lindsay for coming out and uh, taking those calls with us. If you want to reach out to her and tell her she did a good job, you can find her on Twitter. She's at Linzetta, L-I-N-D-Z-E-T-A underscore. And I want to give a couple shout-outs from the start right here uh, to one. I'm sorry. I'm stumbling all over myself. Big shout-out to the Young Sapien on Instagram. Uh, Matt made some wooden signs for us really cool shit a street fight radio sign and he also put some thursday lyrics on a sign um so that we have the perfect wall art for our studio whenever we get it uh you can check out his work at etsy.com slash shop slash no more gold lights he has a lot of really affordable uh, artwork on there 35 to 40 dollars interesting stuff won't break the bank and you get to support a comrade so give him a shot. Uh, he's No More Gold Lights or The Young Sapien on in- Instagram. Um, the other one is a friend of ours from way back when. Or the guy, the first guy we ever interviewed was uh, Ken Epstein, the owner-operator of Nick's Comics here out of Columbus, Ohio. He does, you know, EC-style horror-themed comics, rockabilly, um, kids' comics, Western comics. He has uh, a whole array of uh stories available we used to hand them out even as uh, part of the patreon rewards in the early days uh, there's a lot of great stuff at his website nickscomics.com but what he's offering up now is a uh, comic book and record subscription so he's going to be putting together his usual um collection of stories and cool music and you can uh get it all for one low price by just going to kickstarter.com just look for nick's comics 2018 comic book and record subscription um and you know look it over make the decision for yourself but uh as a good friend of ours you know we really like what he does and are asking you to take a look at it and see if you want to support it so please do so uh, for those of you who don't know what we normally do, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. This is the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the name, across the name, <laughs> across the nation. I've faded. I'm not drinking. I'm just too high now all the time. I'm not like loose enough with the lips because um, I need some of that courage, that liquid courage. You, you need know? some liquid courage. Right. You know, you were talking about uh, Ken from Nick's Comics. And uh, I remember that interview always still makes me laugh because I think you were like really embarrassed about me because you were like, you know, Brett's a pretty hip dude. He knows about like indie comics and and shit like that. I went in there. I was like, so what do you think about Batman? Like, yeah. The whole interview. <laughs> you know, that's all I fucking know about comics. I'm a dumbass. I know about indie comics now. Sure. But it's you my were... job to know. Yeah. I mean, he, he Ken did a great job. But yeah, you really were just like. I don't really fuck with comics, but I love the movies. Like, what do you think of the Batman movies? <laughs> yeah. That's what you said to the comics guy we were interviewing. Y'all like Batman? Do you are you into like an Iron Man? Do you like Iron Man? Yeah, I think Never Iron, read Man had, Iron Man. Iron Man had just came out, or maybe we were a couple heel a couple years after it. 
Um, but I, I was thinking things were so shaky in the comic book movie universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, we were probably doing that around dark Knight rises time. That's why I kept talking about Batman. Cause it was about to come out and you know, it's just, I, I always think about that interview. We, you were just like this fucking, what an idiot. Like, why can't you just talk to him about his comics? I thought it was good. I mean, because he, explained it to you he didn't really act annoyed or anything so no he he actually said he really liked doing the interview he wanted to do it again so i mean that had to be true because we probably had like 47 like listeners at that time so i know we need to have been any reason to do another interview with us i know we have to have another show with him he's such an interesting guy he is he's very he's owned a record store he's just the guy that owns give nick some cash his his comics are good. His Western comic kicked ass. I, I have it at my home, and I, I have read it. I, I was going to say I read it sometimes, but I don't even watch movies twice. I would right. never read something two times, sure. you know? Sure. I tried to read something twice once. I was okay. like, I don't like this at all. It was one of those James Elmore books. Oh. Um. Before we get started <laughs> on news stories and shit, too, uh, New Orleans. We're coming to you, and we're going to need drugs. So just keep us in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, what day do we get there? We get there on April 5th. Yeah, so just if you're in, if you're there and you're like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to get a couple of idiots drugs, just remember, or if you're a drug dealer, you know. Yeah, get a hold Obviously, of we would prefer it if you're a drug dealer and we can just go straight to you. Right. But I understand being there Wednesday. We get there Thursday, April 5th, and we're there till April 10th. So we're probably going to need like a quarter. You know, Yeah, I will definitely split up two eighths. You got an eighth. I got an eighth watching wrestling. We're all feeling good. OK, yeah, I forgot about this. I'm definitely got to prepare for that. So uh, come see us live in New Orleans, uh, April 7th at Circle Bar. We're going to be kicking things off, I think, at 8 p.m. I got to double check that time. That this show is um it's a little it has that New Orleans type flavor you know I think it's just, just be, gonna just be there please people are just gonna show up and it'll be it should be a show in the middle of the street I think please show up to New Orleans I all my wrestling friends are gonna be at Ring of Honor so now I'm like because like a lot of times you put on a show and like one or two people will get a hold of you and be like I can't come to it and you're like great now nobody's gonna be there sure and then people show up this time I'm genuinely concerned because I know like 15 people that would normally be at a show <laughs> are gonna be doing something else so sure just come to the circle bar in New Orleans free up your Saturday night hang out with Brett and I maybe we'll run over to Kaiju Big Battle when it's over yeah and uh watch some us. big guys dressed as monsters slap each other with uh with uh buildings yeah with, like foam buildings <laughs> right do pile drivers yeah an Ultraman knockoff um beat up some sort of Godzilla yep uh <sighs> we're also going to be in the big city New York City on March 30th live Friday night it's going to be a showdown. Brian and I versus Kath and Rachel. You got, you got to see this. It's not wrestling, but we are going to have a competition. There's going to be some belts on the line. And we've got a celebrity panel of judges, including T, uh, Ricky Rawls on Twitter from Champagne Sharks podcast, Alex Press from Jacobin Magazine, and Aaron Taub from Everything Evolves. Yes, that's going to be our judge. We're going to settle it. We're going to put our jokes on the line. We want to know if 
Kath and Rachel can street fight better than street fights. Brett, can Kath and Rachel explain something better than us? They do a show I, called WrestleSplania. Kath is explaining stuff to Rachel. Listen, Brett and I have been explaining stuff for seven years. Nobody explains things better than us. And, Remember? you know, let me lean in there. This is a little sexism, I'm sure. But who's better at explaining than man's mansplaining, you know? Yeah, we do have uh, we do have higher uh, <laughs> rankings, I think, in that category. Who has better drug stories? I don't know. I think Brett and I have better drug stories than anybody. Yeah, right? I couldn't imagine they're going to come close. I mean, I'm sure. Wild times, ladies. I'm sure. But we'll see when we get on the stage. Who's the best hustler? Who can tell the, the Nobody's best Nobody's better than Brett Payne at hustling. He's a yeah. ringer. Like, if this was a tag team match, I'd be the guy getting my ass kicked in the middle of the ring. And then I would get to Brett, and he would be like, this is how I hustle, and I'm very successful at it. I'm you know? ma I've made $50 at the casino today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> I actually we had a conversation on the way home from the call in show and Brett was like went into the casino and lot what'd you lose? A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars in fifteen minutes. I That's was just like boom, 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 boom. And I was okay, I'm how much I'm leaving. How much do you play for on each hand? Uh just like ten dollars. See the thing is but then it gets up to like 40, 50, 60 sometimes, and then you're laying down money where it's like I this is unreal. That's the best part about it, is like it it's the only t it makes me feel free because it's like I don't give a fuck about this money. This money rules my life every second of the day. But I'm gonna take this like eighty dollars that I could buy new pots and pans with. I could get a new cabinet organizer, even my most prized precious plant that I ever always wanted. But I'm like fuck it. Let's see what happens when we flip some cards over, and then <laughs> let that decide what happens with that eighty dollars. <laughs> I don't know, man. I a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were running low on money and, uh, my wife is like, we just, we had, we borrowed some cash. Right. And I had like 60 bucks. I spent 40 of it and then I lost 20 of it. I was careless with Ooh. it, reached in my pocket. It must've fallen out. Slipped out. I'm yeah. still thinking about, it. we are three weeks from that day. Um, my bank account's positive. It's more positive than it's been in a while. <laughs> That $20, just I sleep, I lay in my bed, and I think, like, that fucking $20, man, that could have been $20 we had. I write down every cent that I spend. Every, I mean, even the cash that I spend, it all gets categorized. So I, like, couldn't imagine just having to take it out of my app for just because I lost it. Like 20 bucks? It's no, gone. Because it was your a pocket. Not because I got something. Not because it was a transaction. No, just because I was stupid. You should have seen how many times I checked my pockets. Oh, uh, because you know what I do that I'm is stuck on the inside. <laughs> stuck on the inside. You know what I do that's really. I had them pulled out. I had the pockets sure. pulled out like a depression yeah. era guy. <laughs> you know what I do that's really stupid is I wear these hoodies with the pockets on them. I love the. I won't wear a hoodie without a pocket on it because I like to stick my hands in the pockets. But I also stick my car keys in the pockets, my phone in the pockets. If I spend cash and somebody hands me cash back, I jam it in the pocket. Yeah. And I mean, those pockets aren't for carrying no, stuff. They're I don't not fuck with them. Yeah, they're for no, your they hands. No, they scare me. I had to get my winter coat. I made sure it had zipper pockets because I can't trust it, <laughs> especially with gloves, man. I've kept gloves for seven years only because I got zipper pockets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I should stop putting my, I feel like, why don't I want to, why am I too lazy to put my wallet back in my pants? Why am I too lazy to put my wallet in my jeans pocket after I pay? Like, 
what what is that? I just jam it in my jacket. And yeah. then it's like, do you remember the time we went to Washington, D.C.? The first time me and you went to Washington, D.C., I did the same thing with my car keys. I just jammed them in a hoodie pocket. And then I'm in Sam Knight's car. And I fucking, they fall out. They just fell out. Of course they fucking fell out of the pocket. Th- those pockets aren't made for cargo at all. Right. Nobody ever put those pockets on a hoodie so that I could carry my, f- nobody thought that I was going to carry my wallet in that. The the designer didn't consider that some idiot would put like important things right. in those pockets in an open air pocket that's bouncing around <laughs> all over your belly yeah yeah so i do the same thing with hood with flannels when i wear a flannel i'll like fill this po- i'll just jam stuff in this pocket it's so stupid yeah in the breast pocket yeah i always put my phone in there and then i f- bend over and then almost crack my phone yeah no. Yeah. The, okay. So the thing about the gambling, though, is that I do. I'm very methodical. I take. I try to take all the emotion out of it. But then it, I also got to the point where, if I get up like thirty or forty dollars in five or ten minutes, I just turn around and walk away because I'm like, I've forty dollars is a lot of money to me still. You know, like that's I still need forty dollars. So when I get a hold of it, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Smart. I don't. I'm not paying for the love of the game at that point. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, like I was just, I, I like, but I, I like, and that's the thing is like, I know the theory of it all is like, you have to eat shit. It's all based on streaks. So I go in and get a streak of hot hands and get enough money to come in. But down the line, I got to pay the debt because I have the, the bank's going to take a, get a streak of hot hands too, you know, and I'm going to lay down eight hands in a row or 10 hands in a row, 10, $10 hands in a row. And the motherfucking bank is going to take every last one of one of them. It was actually this fucking newbie dealer that like didn't know how to count the cards right and would get shit wrong and had to call people over. And he fucking destroyed us like everybody. at We were all having meltdowns at the fucking table and just like pulling our hair out. And he was like, <laughs> what happened? <sighs> he was what? like a heavy. He was just like a heavy breather was just like um, six, uh, 13. Uh, 18, eight. <laughs> like, it was just like, he just didn't really know what was going on. Like, it was just like, he was new out of training, which I understand you have to do it. But I mean, mm. everybody else, not at is a $10 like, table. You don't. Yeah. there's Well, that's why though. You don't get the best service. You got to pay more for the better deal. Oh, right? well, I thought there were $1 tables. No, hell no. They don't do one. <laughs> I'm cheap. I'm so cheap. I'm the cheapest You can do person. video $5. That's oh. the cheapest you can do is video $5, but it's kind of weird to go play it. Because it's like playing it on your phone, basically. But mm-hmm. then on your phone, you don't get real money. Like, so it is better to play it on their phone. You don't get free pop either. They, you do get free pop. There's they walk around and hand you free drinks. No, that's what I'm saying. But when you're oh, sitting at home on your phone, ain't nobody. That's true. You a Nobody's drink. filling you full of pop. No, no free coffee. They got coffee at that casino. It's not. good. I'm trying to get Erica it. to go. I have a betting system now, and I think I can show it to anybody, and I think they can have a good time. No. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. I can show you how to gamble. Why don't you make why don't you make one of those videos like the fucking ones they play in in, in Vegas? We'll put yeah. you in like a fucking we'll go rent you a tuxedo. Well <laughs> I'm gonna pra- I'm gonna start practicing my card flourishes where like I can make fans and shit. Yeah. Let's fucking do that. Do some man. cuts. Do Let's some put that on the list. We gotta rent you a tuxedo when we get back from New <laughs> yes. Orleans. We're gonna rent you a tuxedo and you're gonna do a, a video <laughs> on Jack your betting Jack. system. 
That's the. I mean, it's a good way to make money. Greatest. We need a it green screen. For, we, yeah, we need to just do all the hustles. I think we need to diversify. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have enough yet, and that's yeah. an easy one. To, we start selling an ebook, like or like a video series on eBay or something. Yeah. I mean, I they used to you used to be like in the back of comic books and magazines. You could buy all kinds of like crazy, wild, like instructional videos on how to do pretty much anything, you know. Right. I used to want to buy a kit car out of the back of oh, popular yeah. mechanics. I would read pop Put yourself like, a Fiero and turn it into a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Back when I used to uh, look at those back when I used to uh, like popular mechanics, I was never like a big fan of popular mechanics. But I'm, if I'm in like a dentist office or a, a, a tire store, that's my the, pick. You reach for the popular mechanics. Yeah. That's the one I want. But so I'll get all engines the engines are roaring these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually, I mean, remember that one thing we read from there where they're like, look how cool it is the way the cops control these people right. on new year's Eve. Right. <laughs> like, that's, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. These, um, these, uh, sonic cannons almost burst the civilians eardrum, but not quite. Yeah. Man, so I saw this story. Uh, now, I this was a this is a this is like a week old, week or two old, but it, it's a story that I thought was interesting. Uh, so there's this high school, and I don't know what it's called, GPHS. So let's call it. Hey, we can call it Groveport High School, right? That's where sure. I went, Groveport High School. Uh, their student resources officer had a Twitter. He no longer has a Twitter, oh, but no. he did. He was playing, pounding <laughs> around. I got some jokes. Um, it's a crazy job, y'all. So they tweet this picture, uh-huh. and it says GPHS Gophers, another successful bust. And it's a picture of a pile of money. And I'm probably going to say it's 20 bucks because there's a f- they put a five on top, and it's like a tall pile of money, but Ooh, you can wow. see one sticking out under yeah. it. I almost can guarantee it, it was twenty twenty three dollars yeah. or something like that and then a bunch of packs of gum okay so they busted some kid selling gum and took it all away and took his money yeah and i've seen this a few times i believe and then people have mentioned that it happened to them at their school re- it, why is that against the rules you're not allowed to run a business that's school. not fair that seems like the least american no, thing i've ever heard no comp no but it's more american because pepsi has a contract and, and mars corporation and m&m they get to decide who gets paid for the candy in this school oh my you're probably right we've been talking about this privately for a That's while the deca about- store will run your ass out of town <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been talking about this kind of just bullshitting about it lately about when you're in high school and even in middle school, back when I went there, they will let fast. They used to let fast food places bring their food into the school and get them kids super addicted on Triangle it. Donatos happens at all the schools around here. Yeah. Well, see, and what and that's fast food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the thing that is really mind blowing here that, that kind of proves that that was the goal of that whole thing <laughs> was that Chilitos was like is like a, a menu item at Taco Bell, which is the, just like the chili cheese burrito. It's just a chili cheese burrito, but like is the cheapest thing you could possibly ever make. It's just it's just slop. It's like it's, this runny chili slop with cheese. And then you get I get sour cream in mine. I yeah. used to. You weren't allowed to do that at school. Though. They didn't bring no, the sour no. cream runs at school, but they would just bring a giant box of Chilitos to the school and they would sell them. And to this day. 
in Columbus, Ohio, you can go to a fucking Taco Bell and buy a Cholito, but you can't get them anywhere else out of town. Maybe right? we'll find out if you can. We've tried a few times. Oh, we tried it in Michigan. We tried it in another city. Uh, I one of the other cities we've gone to, and they were like, "We we don't got those. We haven't had those." <laughs> you forever. were trying to get your Cholito on. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like from Taco Bell. I'm that's I'm addicted to that because in school they that's what they had. Right. You go in there and you would order four Cholitos and have those for lunch. Now when I go, I get a Cholito, and they only got them here. You know what? You know what place would be the bomb? Uh, fucking fast food restaurant. Fiestadas. That's all you call it. Fiestadas. And it's just those little Mexican pizza things with the yeah. cheddar cheese and, the, Dude, and that sausage, that big ass. Yeah. You, you Fiestadas. Could, and they, they would just have a bunch of different kinds of them. Yeah. You could sell that old lunch food that's gross <laughs> oh, yeah. for fucking extra money now. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. New York City. Yeah. You could do it here. You could fucking open a place that has those pe- Mexican pizzas from school, little Charlie's. As they call them now, they're little Red Charlie's. Baron. They're Red Baron pizzas. Oh, the deep dish, the little serve. the round deep dish yeah. pizzas. They with all the stuff on it. The, the deluxe, supreme. not just pepperoni, just a supreme. That we called them little Charlies back okay. in high school. So you get little Charlies. You, you put a, a baked potato bar. Baked, you could get chi- just a fucking bucket. I love of baked chicken potato nuggets. bar. You could put so much crazy shit in there too. Salsas and. You could have Jellies. chicken nuggets. You could have a big vat of chicken nuggets that you could just reach your hands out of, and you could charge. You could charge probably like, like call on it, Yelp. Call it, call it recess. Yeah, and and on Yelp, you know how they got the dollar signs for how much stuff costs? Two dollar signs. That could be a two dollar sign be, restaurant. Yeah. That is half a dollar sign food. Two dollar sign restaurant. Just because of nostalgia. Just because that Ready Player One shit. You could get away with that totally, man. Yeah. You yeah. could serve a peanut butter and jelly box lunch at a place that like has a playground at it, and just be like, oh, we also have some IPAs, and motherfuckers would go there and they would love it, and you could it'd be a two dollar sign restaurant. It's like we got a tether ball and a four square out there. Go at it, motherfuckers. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it works we're gonna make we a can fu- do it we need to diversify our money it's just it's like family guy family guy seemed like the beginning of it where it was like the all the nostalgia like nostalgia for like being a child like they i guess it didn't really it's uh, always been going on it's just no. odd that now it's like feels like a child like people want to be a child now yeah, I think that the world has turned so horribly wrong that that's the reaction. It's happened in other places as well, you know. Um, I I just think that people are now caught up in these fantasy worlds and just want to escape so desperately from this world, you know. Ready Player One takes place in Columbus. I know, and that's like a whole, whole big deal to people. I, and no, it, no, that's it, what the bigger deal is that Iron Giant uses a gun. Oh that's my funny god! To me. Oh my god! <laughs> they got it wrong. I never saw Iron Giant. Yeah, he was a good. He had like a heart. He had a real heart inside of him. What? Um. Uh. But um. Yeah, he was just was was the let me ask this was the movie Iron Giant specifically like anti-war yes, and that's anti-military what industrial complex. Right. And now they're like, no, you know, we put a gun on them. That's no. cool. Well, basically, someone in the sh- someone in the game uses the character. But that's also supposed to be, I guess, part of the the thing is like it's supposed to be ironic, you know, that this this player is so stupid that they 
you know, use them as their avatar. Ah, the yeah. games. I mean, the movie seems. Oh, I don't. I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, it's just too much of it. I it's know. Like, it seems like a lot. I like children's type movies. Like I like the superhero movies, like sure. movies that you would say are kid, like Black Panther and Justice League, Justice League, and over. stuff like that. Like I love those movies or whatever. But like, I I'm not. I don't want to go see Ready Player One. I even liked Wreck It Ralph. I thought Wreck It Ralph. Was oh yeah, fine. that was hilarious. That was a good one. That's all I need. I don't need Ready Player One. I'll watch Wreck It Ralph again. Yeah, I um, I I don't think that I I know what you mean by Family Guy though, in the way that they were just mentioning things out of nowhere. It's like it is has this shock factor where it's like, oh my god, I've never thought I haven't thought about a um, you know, a, a skip it in twenty five years, and you just brought it up. That's hilarious or whatever, and then. But knowing all of these things, it's it's all useless, you know. Yeah, like, and like I think if, you, if it doesn't, if you don't have any connection to it, you just know what they mean and like how to. And it's like I don't know. The nostalgia is always this one unified nostalgia that doesn't the same for everybody that lived through that, you know. Like everybody goes back to the same people. People are still like, oh no, man, I'm not really into this this hip hop now. I'm into like the old school stuff, like Wu Tang. Like they, people think that's like a really unique opinion at this point yeah. you know like people don't even wouldn't even bring up anything besides the movies in that in that show he's not bringing up go bots yeah know? no it's canon it's there it's they turn there is a type of nostalgia that it's we talk about it a lot steven with, spielberg everything yeah we talk about it a lot with the rock and roll hall of fame right there's a kind of old music you know and in mainstream culture you have to like, these are the bands that, oh, we all agree that Led Zeppelin kicks ass. We all agree that Van Halen kicks ass. Right. And it's they, like, they mm. changed the musical system and game, <laughs> the sounds that were happening, that were coming out. We have to respect them forever. Yeah. And, and also say that they're the best that ever made music. Right. Right. And like, so at this point now, it's like, well, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario were the two video games. Like, where's Crash Bandicoot in there, man? Where's the Uniracers? Why ain't they got the Uniracers in there? Sure. <laughs> like there were, Where's, I mean, there was I just. I want to see Gex. There's just, or I Vector mean, Man. even to that point, it's not really that interesting to just hold something up in Clone front Noah. of you. Like, even if it was like, you know, oh, they did put the GoBots in the movie. Here, here's Leader One. The air, that was the, that was the main character's name. It's like, what a fucking shitty Yes. collection that is somebody forgot to like put the name out. it's like a placeholder name yeah yeah but like it really is just kind of holding those things up and say remember this remember this remember this remember this and that's like the whole experience like i can get down like dude nothing pops me more than things being together that aren't supposed to be together i remember the first time i ever saw the the cover for the movie King Kong versus Godzilla. And that thing drew me in and I couldn't put it down. And incidentally, my dad said, it sucks. You're not going to rent it. And I'm like, well, I need this. Movie. I finally got to see it like later on. Like, yeah. But like that was a huge deal to me just to see King Kong fighting Godzilla. Like yeah. I, I'm not a dude that's like, you can't do old stuff. And, and like, I would fucking totally be willing to watch these old nostalgic things get mashed up together, but in a meaningful way. Right. You know, I want something that like, well, I mean, fucking means something, not just somebody being like, remember this toy, remember this toy, remember this toy, remember this TV show. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't mean. I know, I know, a lot of people have attacked it. I know the book was really popular. A lot of folks said to read it, but um, I don't know what it's going to be like. I just, I'm very turned off of what I've seen. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing I've heard about it is that it it really is just a collection of like references to all the most obvious. Right. Kind of things from the past, the Transformers, Marty, Star Marty Wars, McFly. Marty McFly, yeah, just shit like that. Where it's like, I mean, I don't know, man. For me, the things that interest me is like what people like that isn't ever brought up. Yeah, things that people, people are... really like. I used to like this movie when I I used to like this movie a lot when I was a kid called Cuffs. K-U-F-F-S with Christian Slater. It was just this action movie. And like nobody talks about cuffs ever. I thought it was the coolest movie in the world. Pump right. up the volume. That's the greatest. That made me want to do this. That's I, This show doesn't exist without pump up the volume. Some people do know about it, but I don't know if it gets. I think I have seen people uh, treat it like it's ridiculous. And pump I, up the I volume? Yeah, I don't think it's ridiculous for a young man to dream that he could do radio so good that the government would come after him. <laughs> Well, the problem with pump up the volume, we we'll have to do a third show on pump up. We but have that to. That might be okay. the actual first That's commentary track show we yeah. do. Because pump up this the volume to me is like the crazy thing about it is, is that the radio that he's doing fucking sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, through the whole movie, you're watching this and you're hearing him go on the like. I remember when I was a kid, I didn't even think it was cool. It was like, oh, this is stupid. Because he, he calls himself Happy Harry Hardon. And his whole show is about how he's, like, masturbating all the time. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, that's what, you know, I mean, that's how you got to make a splash in the community, right? I guess. I that's guess. how you get people talking. Yeah. Yeah, but then all the kids get into it. And it just becomes like a, a rolling thing, you know, and then the government's like, we got to shut this down. Then he does it in a car while the SEC chases him around in trucks. So Yeah. There's a cartoon I love called Fantastic Max. It was about this little baby that could like crib turn into a spaceship and he had like a robot butler friend. And that <laughs> movie was that, that show was like one of the, that was informative to me at a very early age. Yeah, I love that baby. But nobody know. I've never heard any. I would love to hear someone talk about that. <laughs> seeing that or like visionaries or something. Yeah, just any of that stuff. So let's do a new story. OK, OK. Got one. Bloomberg. A Bloomberg news story. Who's that? Who do you know who Bloomberg is? It's business. Michael news. Bloomberg. Yeah, it's his business news company. Oh, really? Yeah, that only exists because they put it on in like room, like in Wall Street rooms. Sure, like they have it, like glass walls, and be, they put use markers to write their projections on it. Yeah. Employers are struggling to hire workers in the tightening U.S. job market. Marijuana is now legal in nine states and Washington, D.C., meaning more than one in five American adults can eat, drink, smoke, or vape as they please. The result is the slow decline of pre-employment drug tests, which for decades had been a requirement for new recruits in industries ranging from manufacturing to finance. I like that it says ranging from manufacturing to finance. Them motherfuckers have been drug testing people to fucking, like, take out the trash at McDonald's. <laughs> Like, they've been drug testing everybody for as long as I can remember. <laughs> yeah, they're pro they're pretty common. 
As of the beginning of 2018, Excellence Health Inc., a Las Vegas-based healthcare company with around 6,000 employees, no longer drug test people coming to work for the pharmaceutical side of the business. The company stopped testing for marijuana two years ago. We don't care what people do in their free time, said Liam Meyer, a company spokesperson. We want to help these people instead of saying, hey, you can't work for us because you need a, you used a substance, he added. The company also added a hotline for any workers who might be struggling with drug use. I mean, that's... The way to handle it. Yeah. I don't know if you could ask for anything better than, I mean, obviously communism, but like I'm saying that like as a company, like that's been what everybody has. I've been saying that for, since we started this show, like what is what I do when I'm not at work, have anything to do with you? Like, yeah. I'm not like if I fucking if I work for the you know if I work for the goddamn diner that I used to work at and I go out and get high and make an ass of myself on the street people that's not going to reflect poorly on the diner you know yeah, like, yeah. not relevant to what has to get done at the diner if if I if I work at the local insurance company and I get all gacked up on cocaine and I run out in the street naked, they're not going to be like this guy who works for this insurance company is out here getting gacked up. Why don't you keep your employees reined in? Like that's not even a realistic thing to think about. No, no, never would hold them accountable for that. We should have never had drugs. I can't believe we let them drug test us. Well, drug testing companies had to sell drug tests, so they had a good, they had a big part of it as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that drug testing welfare thing. Every time you hear about a state that's drug testing for welfare, you find one of the sponsors of the bill is somebody who owns a drug testing company. It's, it's a great way to make money. Every single time that happens. Last month, AutoNation Inc., the largest U.S. auto dealer, announced it would no longer refuse job applicants who tested positive for weed. The Denver Post, owned by Digital First Media, ended pre-employment drug testing for all non-safety-sensitive positions in September 2016. What? Why the safety-sensitive, too? Like, what is that? Alcohol's fucking legal. You could take a fucking... You could get drunk take a fucking drug test and still get a job driving a forklift. But if you fucking test positive for weed, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you can't drive a forklift on that. Yeah. You'll be, you're going to be uh, seeing too many colors. There'll be yeah. too many neon snakes jumping out of the walls. If you smoke marijuana while you're driving out and, uh, um, a forklift. And this is a controversial opinion I might have. I think people driving on the forklift could smoke weed on the forklift and be fine. Yeah, I've operated <laughs> plenty of forklifts on weed and been fine. <laughs> it gives you extra focus. It means, seems more like a video game, too. I, I know. It makes I, every activity better. It really does. Like playing with your kids, doing your job, like all the mundane stuff that you have to do every single day. You're like, ah, man, I'm getting kind of good at this. I'm kind of the shit. I wish they would kind of <laughs> let like guys like me and you. Like smoke weed and drive and see and then drive sober and see how which which we're better at. Uh -huh. I wish they would let us do that. I think that see like well, I'm not saying I want us? a special license just as but there's nobody who's gonna judge it. You know, like we need scientists a, so we could set up because I I'm fucking seriously. When, I will never say that I drive better high. But I don't think I drive badly high. And I probably do drive the same high and sober. I think, I really think that. You're going to, next time you get pulled over, you're going to be like, hold on, officer. And you're going to like drop the glove box and pull out 
uh, a binder and say, I did some independent research <laughs> about like my own personal uh, inebriation limits with marijuana. If you want to take a look real quick. Well, I, you know what I really think is that like the overcautiousness with marijuana to me because of how dangerous alcohol can be is, is like, I don't get why we're well, doing and it. marijuana is crazy. The first, the first 100 times you do it, it's fucking crazy. It is. <laughs> it can't like, I know that the first probably hundred times I did it. I probably passed out a few right. times, threw up a few times. Eyes were all glued shut, got into a giggle fit, forgot where the fuck you were burnt, grabbed like, you know, a pan out of the oven with your bare hand. Yeah. You know, those clickers that they give bouncers. You know what I'm talking about? The count the oh, people yes, when yes. they come in. They should give you one of those. And every time you smoke weed, you get to click it. And then when right. it gets to 100, it sends a message to the government that's like, this person has done weed 100 times. He's fine. <laughs> right. They know. They're kind of bored with it now. They're, they're a risk to try harder stuff. Yeah. No, I just. There it's it's a, not a gateway drug. There was so much. It just becomes mundane. My wife was thought it was so nuts. And then she was like, wow, this is way comfortable, you know? Sorry, yeah. but go ahead. I just think so much of like, so I can walk into an alcohol, st- a, a liquor store and walk around and browse the racks of the liquor and pick up the bottles and look at them and nobody follows me around or anything like that. Yeah. But when we were in Denver, that you weren't allowed to do that at marijuana no. stores. No. And so you weren't even allowed to touch it. Yeah. They're like this overcautiousness, I think is a direct I think it's an alcohol thing. I think it's a result of alcohol because alcohol is so fucking wild. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like a poison that makes people take their pants off and swing their dicks (laughs) at people. It's wild. It's a potion that makes people think that the world is way different than what's actually happening. I mean, people people black out regularly. People do give their life to alcohol. And I guess you could say people give their life to weed, but it doesn't. I don't ever feel like those aren't people that, well, I guess there are people that like lose their jobs and shit and like drop out. But there's those people might probably would have dropped out anyway. Without yeah. the weed. I don't think the weed makes people drop out of yeah. anything. It, and it doesn't kind of, you don't do as much regretful things. Um, weed never makes me like, a, a, you know, pee my pants or throw up like, and or, you get, know, I threw my back out. One of the times I threw my back out, I think was from throwing up. <laughs> Back in December, it was, I woke up the next day after I threw up all night long when I shouldn't have been drink. I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't have been in that position all hunched over. And, uh, yeah. So that's what that kind of shit does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, weed doesn't even really make you mean and yell and like no. lead to a divorce. <laughs> a lot of times. No. So far, company- it doesn't, it doesn't give you that relief because alcohol is like, it's work. It's so effective because it changes your mood because you're like, oh, I'm so fucking miserable. And then you start drinking. And you're like, what's that? <laughs> little sexy little nightstand over there. And you just start saying weird shit. You just feel like the, the, that there's some sort of energy in the air. Like we could do whatever we want. We could knock over this fucking lamp if we want to. You know, you're screaming in a bar. You're fucking. I remember I was walking down the street. 
um, during the summer with my kid and that fucking with my kid and my wife and that fucking pedal wagon drove by and these people see a wife, a husband and a 12 year old girl and they're like, show us your fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, if you were sober, you wouldn't say that. You no. Like- no, if yeah, if you weren't pounding double IPAs, you're not going to admit that that even happened when you go to work on Monday. I got to show us your dick at some 12 year old girl's dad. <laughs> show us your fucking dick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, alcohol is great. It should definitely not be I'm changed. Not make it illegal. I'm not saying but alcohol I, should be illegal, but I think we treat weed as exactly. being more rough because alcohol is so fucking I know. crazy. And, that, and they're like, oh my God, he's high at work. And it's like, he's not, he didn't like walk in front of the restroom, almost walk into the door, then start to lose his balance and then jerk forward and hit his head on the restroom door. You yeah, know, he, like nobody gets that fucked up on weed. He didn't pee in between two urinals. Like he, right. like on weed, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think people could do, go to work high. I really do. A I, lot of, a lot of people do. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. That's how the shit gets done. Uh, So far, companies and states that have legalized either recreational or medicinal marijuana are leading the way on dropping drug tests. A survey last year by the Mountain State Employers Council of 609 Colorado employers found that the share of companies testing for marijuana use fell from 66% fell to 66% down from 77% the year before. I mean, that's a ridiculous number. 77% of jobs were testing for marijuana. 77% of companies were testing. Now it's legal there, and 66% of companies are still testing for marijuana. Uh, So, but it's just going to eventually not going to be relevant. Is that what they're I, saying? I mean, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, Everybody, I think everybody's so into it. And there's so many people. As soon as it becomes legal, they try it, you know? Yeah. Drug testing restricts the job pool. And in the current tight labor market, that's having an impact on productivity and growth. In surveys done by the Federal Reserve last year in the Fed. Right, guys? Right? In that. I don't trust anything that comes out of that Federal Reserve. No. Ron Paul told me not to. They stabbed us in the back when they left the gold standard. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Employers cited an inability by applicants to pass drug tests among the reasons for difficulties in hiring. Failed tests reached an all-time high in 2017, according to data from Quest Diagnostics, Inc. That's likely to get worse as more people partake in state-legalized cannabis. The the benefits of... Of at least reconsidering the drug policy on behalf of an employer would be pretty high, said Jeremy Kidd, a professor at Mercer Law School, who wrote a paper on the economics of workplace drug testing. A blanket prohibition can't possibly be the most economically efficient policy. I mean, I don't really even care about the economics of the whole thing. I know that this is Bloomberg and this is the media, so you have to be like, well, it's also a very economically... (laughs) good way to do something you know to not drug test it's just logic really not to drug test it's like we can never just make the argument like let adults do with their body what they want to do with their body and their brains it's been i mean like because donald trump and i guess this is a good way to segue into that donald trump opioid press conference did you hear his press conference about opiates no, I don't um, have anything. Is that the I well, oh, okay. I might have heard something about uh, 
death penalty? Is that the thing? Yeah, he wants to give drug dealers the death penalty, which is that is crazy. That's that du- ter- duerte. duerte. That's yeah. that duerte style. Um, he, uh, I mean, there's probably, dude. For real, there's probably people in Donald Trump's fucking family that does opiates. I could almost fucking Donald J. Trump, you know. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, it there's it it takes a lot of money to do drugs, so for sure, rich folks, and there's a lot of rich kids that are dying from it. Too. Well, the other thing that he said that uh, I I think that's this is the thing that really got me to to like be outraged about it or to be pissed about it is that. Uh, he is now tr- going to he's demanding that they knock down the amount of prescriptions given out by one third. And like that's I mean, they've already been knocked down and that's why people are dying. And if you knock it down by one third by the end of this year, more people are going to die. Yeah. And when you say things like I had a bu- I posted about this and I was like this is why people use heroin. When you make when you make it so the pills aren't available, then p- that's why people use heroin. I got a lot of, like blowback from like conservatives and shit or liberals. Once you get to a certain amount of followers, it's not all leftists and stuff or people that agree with you. But I got a lot of lo- blowback from people who said, "So what? Are you just going to keep giving them the drugs?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I am because yeah, I don't want them to die. Like I'm really concerned about them." I'm not fake concerned about them because I need to make a political point. And uh, they opened this can of worms. The people on it didn't open this can of worms. And those people do not deserve to die. You know? Yeah. And it's, uh, it is a, I mean, it is a way safer solution or way to get opiates into your body. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot, you know, what's in it, in it. It's cleaner. It's not as dangerous as this fentanyl laced shit has proven to be so far. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you know, his other thing was like, we'll try to stop fentanyl from getting over the border. And it's like, you're not going to, though. You can't stop other countries from manufacturing fentanyl and you can't stop people from getting it and getting it over here. Right. It's it's just not possible. Right. It's they're going to increase around. the amount of mail that they open now is what they're saying uh, to check for drugs and and things like that, where it, it's just the things they're doing aren't serious ways to solve the problem. They are a, a continuation of the drug war and a, they are a ratcheting up. I get like when, when they talk about in a war, how they ratchet up tensions. This is what that is. This is going to be bad. People are going to die. People are going to die when doctors and and then just, I guess people are going to die when they can't get it. And and when doctors can't feel comfortable prescribing it to people, like people in pain are going to suffer. This is people, people that need these things are going to be the people that suffer. It isn't going to be addicts. Addicts are going to use heroin. You know, they're going to get their hands on stuff. It's just, but he's not putting anything into effect. This is just him going out there and doing a speech on he it. He did a speech, but he's going to use the 
wheels of government to do these things that he says he's going to do. So when he gives a speech saying that they're going to keep an eye on doctors who are prescribing them, that means that he's going to have law enforcement keep an eye on doctors that are prescribing them to try to keep it to try to reduce the amount that are being prescribed. You know, when he says that he's going to check the mail, he's going to have the post office check the mail. When he says that he's going to give the debt, he's going to request that drug dealers get the death penalty. He's going to federal, he's going to have federal district attorneys request the death penalty in these cases. This is, these are things that are concretely going to happen. And the people that that came out with these, the people that got these drugs out into the streets, they will not see any repercussions for this. That's not going to happen. The, the, the family that has made billions of dollars off of Oxycontin, they won't see any repercussions. They won't lose any money. They won't get the death penalty. And they won't spend any time in prison. Right, right, right. Man, that's awful. Um, I have nothing to respond to that, dude. That's just depressing as fuck. Yeah. So, it, oh, they also new commercials. They want to run new commercials. And he said, oh, that's fun. That's he new said, shit to, new memes, though. He said, we want these commercials to be scary. We want these to be better than the old commercials that'll actually scare kids. And it's like, there's nothing you can do. They're going to do the goddamn drugs. I mean, and that's all while he's, like, banning things. Like, they're trying to ban things like Kratom and mar- they're, they're cracking down on marijuana and things like that. And for me, uh, I think that, like, those are also alternatives to opioids. Yeah. And they're just, they're putting people in a position. They are actively pushing people to do heroin is what the, they're doing. There's no other way to describe it. They're addicted. They, they will feel bad if they don't do these drugs and they are going to do heroin. And it's unrealistic to sit here and say that they're not. Oh, well, they shouldn't. They just shouldn't do heroin. You're just saying they should die then. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really disappointing. You wake up in the world and uh, this is the type of thought leaders that are pulling the reins of power. This is the people in charge of, uh, you know, the kind of money and policing that goes into our communities. My fucking dream is to someday get a seat at the table. Not me, you know, but for someday when things like this are happening, when, when Congress is talking about drug use and drug abuse and shit like that, that my dream is that someday they have somebody with some kind of experience with drug use. Yeah, that would be neat. Sit down and talk to them because that's the only people they don't ask. It it fucking infuriates me that they don't ask people who use drugs and are confident about their lives. And, you know, fuck, have Seth Rogen go up there for all I fucking care. Just somebody that can sit down and be like, I know he's a successful guy to like mainstream people. You know, I don't know who else does Bill Gates smoke weed. Have Steve jobs go up there. He loved acid. He's dead, but he would have been a great guy. Just somebody that unapologetically uses fucking drugs. Please give them the mic and let them explain or give some sort of fucking other 
perspective on this because yeah. it's a bunch of fucking people that have never touched a drug in their life talking to a bunch of people who fucking think drugs are exactly the same as dynamite that's all that's the whole conversations happening between like the dumbest fucking people on the planet Clueless. cops and politicians talking to each other and it's cops are the first dumbest people on the planet and politicians are tied with them for the dumbest people on the fucking planet they're all fucking dumb people talking about it yeah it's all fake they don't know anything about it real people die though and like people that i care about die people that are close to me people that are close to every single person that listens to this podcast probably have died from heroin now I, I feel comfortable saying that, like, I don't know. I haven't met a lot of people who haven't been touched by it. Even the most, you know, Christian-type conservative people know somebody. Their son or their or their cousin is, is fucked up on opiates, you yeah, know? Yeah, but all they do is get a gigantic vinyl sticker for that truck that says, shoot your local heroin dealer. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen a lot of those recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see what we got here. Let me see what we got. I got this story I got from Jalopnik a couple weeks ago. What's Jalopnik? Uh, they talk about cars and shit. Oh, yeah, I like Jalopnik. Carboys. Since last fall, police in several states have been looking for a man they believe is using a laminated $20 bill attached to some fishing line to steal thousands of dollars from self-serve car washes. Okay. Okay, <laughs> now that is impressive. This just in sounds like a movie. Oh boy, I only got this laminated dollar in a dream. <laughs> this just in, uh, get yourself free car washes for life yeah. with a laminated $20 bill. Hey, 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 uh, don't put your money in the machine. Just give your money to me. I'm going to take uh, my old flim flam dollar here. Put it in a machine for you. Give you a discount. <laughs> the latest on the multi-state car wash bandit came Monday from the, the car Indi- wash bandit? They called the car wash bandit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a bandit thing to listen. I What's drive a white car. Car okay. washes he's or motherfucker stealing car washes. Money from the car washes. No. He's just stealing car washes, dude. We've all he said uh it said the man was caught on surveillance camera at car washes in the city of Mooresville August fourth and january twenty sixth. We've only really had two dealings with him, but he's a large pain, Mooresville Police Department Detective Donald Kays told the star. Wasting all my damn soap. <laughs> Apparently the man's such a pain that authorities can't even say how many car washes he's hit. The suspect's method is fairly ingenious per the star. On july tenth, the man stole seven hundred dollars from the splash and shine in Boardman Township, yeah, Ohio. That's a better suburb than a car wash. Of Youngstown, yeah. Surveillance images released by police showed the man holding a bill that appears to be laminated in plastic. The man continuously. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to say I got it before you said it. <laughs> he needs to preserve his cred. Yeah. <laughs> the man continuously used a $20 bill to trigger a purchase, then hit refund. Boardman Detective Richard Romeo said in a wanted poster urging the public to help identify. Why would you help? Oh. I can fuck that. I thought he was putting it in the quarter machine. I thought he was putting it in $20 and getting it on quarters. The man canceled the transaction, collected the change, and then finished the bill and then fished the bill out with a string like piece of plastic. Woo! So he puts it in there and he has a string and he's able to fit the money comes out of the change comes out at the bottom and then he pulls it out. Yeah, I don't think that we should be uh we should make it illegal for people to do alternative transactions. <laughs> 
because for the rest of us, it's it's easier to just go to the car wash and use it. But this person has to do it a different way to, you know, get their money. Yeah, police conduct <laughs> concluded the $20 bill has to be laminated, which keeps the machines from shredding it to bits. The trick involves shredding connecting it. the bill to what appears to be oh. a fishing line, Ohio police have said. The suspect entered the coded $20 bill 35 times and voided each car wash purchase to trigger a refund from the machine. Each time, he was able to pull the coded Ooh. bill back out of the machine. By the time the thief was done, the machine was missing $700 and $5 bills. I'm putting this in my bucket list. <laughs> I want to do this would be my thumb. We should be our Thelma and Louise thing, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's get $700 and just see how far we can get. Disappear for a little bit. Stay at motels and shit. In total, he's estimated to have netted thousands of dollars with more than $1,000 coming from just two car washes in Indiana alone. This dude's just traveling Racking around. You know what? If you can't staff your fucking car wash. You deserve it. I'm sorry. Hire somebody well, to yeah. pay. I'm going to say, if you leave a machine full of money out <laughs> and someone finagles it to give up the money, I don't. I mean, that's on you to protect it, right? I don't know like if I that said, should be against the law. The, the easiest way to get the money out of it is just to go and put money in it, but like someone figured out a different way, so that's on you. Like, yeah. Step up the security. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, weirdly, the suspect conceals his license plate and even wipes away his fingerprints. But that's he doesn't, not suspicious. But he doesn't that's, cover. That's smart. <laughs> that is smart. It's like how you get away with it. <laughs> it's not weird. He doesn't cover his face. Police in oh, two like states that. have I clear like shots. Yeah, he wants to He be- looks right at the camera. That's me. That's me you're looking at. <laughs> the car wash bandit. <laughs> Yeah, just taking all these quarters. I've got I've got forty thousand quarters now. <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, he has like a, I he probably has a, a convertible, and then he just parks it right next to the change machine and just lets the quarters fill up the car. It's not he's quarters, driving, dude. It's money. So what he's doing it right? I know, I get it. And the cash comes out of the box, right. or maybe a sack of Jawias. <laughs> right. A lot right. of times you get sack of Jawias for change. Yeah, for they a do that a lot too. Yeah. This guy's a genius, man. Authorities in Boardman, Ohio, said last October the suspect is a white man in his 50s or 60s, heavy set, balding, and bespectacled. At one point, he drove an early 2000s 60s? blue Dodge Grand Caravan. Yeah, he's, he knows what he's having. Don't he's having a good time. He's retired. He's yeah, trying to fucking. This is like you want to go to the fucking Bahamas when you retire. This guy wants to fucking drive around and rip off car washes. <laughs> right. Let right. him rip off car washes. It's not Just, like people that own car washes are like universally good people. <laughs> yeah. Call up a bank or something. Just get him to replace it or get some insurance or something. Yeah. Just get, throw some money. Just let the guy have a good time. I'm sure he's probably got a lot on his mind or something. This guy hasn't been caught. He can't get caught. He's making so, so much cash. I know. Just piling it up. Let's All fucking just cover bills. our face. Let's just wear a balaclava. And rent a car and cover the license plate uh-huh. and just let's do this. Let's okay. this is how we are going to make yeah. enough money. This could, I mean, that's more like, yeah, we could get more than the Patreon if we did it every day. <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. We'd have to travel to different car washes, though. Well, that would be fun. Issue. We could do live shows. Live show from every that car would be wash. Amazing. Yeah. If they were like, God damn, every single Street Fight live show sells out and then the uh local car wash gets fleeced for twelve hundred bucks. 
<laughs> or we can do free shows. No, we'll do free shows. Like, how are these guys filling up all these stadiums and shit? It's like, <laughs> don't be a car wash. The night street fight comes through town. You better empty your machines out. The FBI will have a big like map of the United States and like uh, all these yarn pieces will fucking keep going back to Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. One of their uh, kids will have a poster on the wall that has shows our tour, like a line going across like a flat earth map. Yeah. And it'll match up perfectly with the strings at their office. <laughs> I love guys like this. This is this guy. Yeah, this is great, man. This is hack. This is called life hacking before we had, uh, you know, computers and everything. This is hacking the system. It's free money. Nothing better than free money. Yeah. I didn't think you could still get away with like. There's still it's still pretty basic technology, man. That yeah. physical money is like that's why they wanted to be digital because like they they control everything about it. Exactly like cable, right? That's exactly what happened with cable. You used to be able to steal cable easy as hell. Now it's all digital. You can't fucking steal it because you need a damn box. Right. It used to be like I can steal all the cable I want. Just buy a. You could clip it, put a new end on it, and then move it across. You know, just split it onto some another uh, input. I mean, motherfuckers used to climb the pole themselves. Right, right. And run that shit into their... (laughs) That's gutsy. I feel like that's really gutsy. He said it because at an apartment complex, they were all together. So someone would have it and he would climb up there and split it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just, it's that. It's like the same thing with, I used to know guys that would like... uh, move into apartment like people that would know their neighbors pretty well and then they would get their power turned off and they would run one of those orange extension cords up through the attic into the next apartment and power power two houses with it and i'm like that seems fair that doesn't see i don't feel like any of that should be against the law it's like we're all out here sharing that should be encouraged i guess that's what communism like they hate that that's why they hate things like communism yeah. where it's like i'm out here trying to encourage people to fucking share right right chip in let's split this Work wi-fi together. guy let's me and me and the neighbor split the wi-fi here why right, not? not gonna use it all yeah <laughs> well i watch it di- we probably watch it different times anyway it's great uh car wash bandit you're a big hero of mine. There's only there's a few people that I like really look up to in this world. Car Wash Bandit, you're one. And then any weird guy that gets a poster board and makes a sign that says there's a speed trap like a couple blocks down and then stands up on the road and holds it up. You remember we did a couple stories about that? Like there was this guy that they would do a speed trap out in front of his house and he got pissed because he got a couple tickets. So then he would make a sign that said, there's a speed trap up here on this road. And he would stand like two blocks away from the cop and hold the sign up. (laughs) Those are also big heroes of mine. I mean, that's a good one. Like I, one of my favorite things about being on the highway, I think one of the one of the things that will a lot of times give me faith in society is when people flash their blinkers. Yeah. When you're coming up on a it's cop. Nice. Yeah. Like that always like someone is like, has your back. Oh, yeah. We all have each other's back out here. Fuck the police. Good right. shit. You Don't know? get caught. Have right. fun out there. Don't get caught. Yeah. Have fun out there. Don't get caught. <laughs> all right, man. We done. That's the show. That is it. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. Uh, We are on the podcast stream every week, two times a week, sometimes once a week. I mean, if you do the numbers, I think 
uh, when the live shows happen, it kind of messes with the schedule. But uh, we do take your calls every single Sunday that we are here, including this Sunday. So if you want to talk to us, the number is 614-412-5252. You can uh, call in, talk to us Sunday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be there hanging, uh, hanging around. We also have a Patreon bonus feed if you want extra shows. It's usually Brian or I hanging out with somebody and talking the shit. Uh, talking the shit. Shooting the shit. Talking that talk. Walking that walk. Whatever it is. Uh, we just put out the show with Brian and Courtney Caldwell that's really good. She has a very interesting life and perspective and some great stories. So check that out. It's only $1 a month. To get access to that bonus feed. It comes out on the first of every single month. Um, the other thing we offer is some physical rewards. And those do take a while. They're kind of like as seen on TV shit. It might take six weeks to get it. So um, it doesn't matter when you signed up for it. It matters when you got charged. Those of you that got charged March 1st. Um, we got zines on the way. But seeing how we're going to New York City for four days. Then coming and turning back around and going to New Orleans. Uh, those probably aren't going to go out until the middle of April. So cool your jets on uh, messaging us. It will arrive, we promise. Uh, if you want the digital copy of the zine, it's only $3 a month, and you can get that on Patreon.com as well, Patreon.com slash Radio. Finally, if you don't feel like getting in any of that or already do and, and you are interested in substances like Kratom or CBD, we do offer those for sale in our Street Fight Radio store. It's uh, store.streetfightradio.com. You can get a gram of CBD for only 35 bucks. We've got a body butter and a vape juice for 35 as well. Uh, it's really good shit. Um, we love it. it. comes from a medical state, so it's good medical uh, Michigan shit. And it changes the way that weed affects you. And I think you'll probably like it. Everybody that smokes weed should give it a shot and have a little bit in their uh, little smoke stash for special occasions. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. We will be back later this week. Thank you once again to the Young Sapien on Instagram for that wooden sign. And uh, check out Nick's Comics on Kickstarter if you're looking for some physical uh, books to read that are from independent media. Peace. Was it there? June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. I was out chopping cotton and my brother was baling hay. And at dinner time, we stopped and walked back to the house to eat. And mama hollered at the back door, y'all remember to wipe your feet. And then she said, I got some news this morning from Choctaw Ridge. Today, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. And Papa said to Mama as he passed around the black-eyed peas, Well, Billy Joe never had a lick of sense. Pass the biscuits, please. There's five more acres in the lower 40 I got to plow. And 
mama said it was a shame about Billy Joe anyhow Seems like nothing ever comes to no good up on Choctaw Ridge And now Billy Joe McAllister's jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge Brother said he recollected when he and Tom and Billy Joe Put a frog down my back at the Carroll County Picture Show And wasn't I talking to him after church last Sunday night I'll have another piece of apple pie You know it don't seem right sawmill yesterday on Choctaw Ridge And now you tell me Billy Joe's jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge Mama said to me child, what's happened to your appetite I've been cooking all morning and you haven't touched a single bite Your brother Taylor dropped by today Said he'd be pleased to have dinner on Sunday Oh, by the way He said he saw a girl that looked a lot like you Up on Choctaw Ridge And she and Billy Joe was throwing something Off the Tallahatchie Bridge A year has come and gone since we heard the news about Billy Joe Brother married Becky Thompson, they bought a store in Tupelo There was a virus going round, Papa caught it and he died last spring And now Mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything I spend a lot of time picking flowers up on Choctaw Ridge And drop them into the muddy water off the Tallahatchie Bridge